Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hoydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another podcast. And together with me, I have Shrikan. And Shrikan is from India, but lives here for a while in Europe. But what is super interesting, and before you actually introduce yourself, Shrikan has a very particular view on what's happening in the wealth management industry in Asia. So he's happy to share that with us. Shrikan, very welcome in this podcast. Can you explain who you are, where you work for, and so on? Sure. Thank you, Kuhn, for inviting me to this uh, great podcast. Uh, my name is Srikant, Srikant Tewari, and I'm a partner at Valuefy. I co-founded this company with uh, two of my co-founders. We are 10 years old. We are an Indian wealth tech company. I think uh, India is a name which is getting its reciprocation from all corners of the world for all good things. And I can tell you, not only India, the entire Asia is shifting and I would not shy away from saying the continental or the global balance is shifting as we speak. Um, India, I grew up in India, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Whereabouts in India? Uh, I'm I'm from the north part of India. Uh, it's, it's a city called uh, Jaipur, a very historical uh, city comes as a part of the Golden Triangle uh, tourism attraction globally. And when... We, we we as Indians grew up uh, not with investments. Mm-hmm. We as Indians grew up with savings, you know. So, and I think you must have heard all across the board that Asian cultures, whether it's Chinese, Indian, Saudi Asian, is about savings because it's cultural to us that you earn and you save. We were introduced, uh, when I say we Indians, and I'm very, very sure most of the Asians were introduced to savings pretty early in 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 the mm-hmm. in their in the childhood by parents by grandparents and it's occasion every every festival you know your elder one gives you some money and then with that money they tell you you spend some and you save some so i'm telling you it's so ingrained in our culture to save now why this conversation of saving is so important you know we're talking about wealth not saving right this is the thing asians were born with savings and this culture and all of a sudden, their the per capita income started rising. Uh, if you look at the global averages in terms of uh, the incomes in technology industry, in hospitality, in various mm-hmm. service industries in India or China or Southeast Asia is increasing. And with the ingrained savings culture, they were saving a lot. And they were putting that money earlier in banks. But in the last 10 years, a big trend shifted. I think it's a combination of digital, combination of products getting introduced, combination of regular getting regulator getting more and more standardized and you know uh, bringing global culture of investment. So I'll just talk about one simple thing, one single simple thing which totally changed the India and the way they look at investments. Uh, it's it's called uh, mutual fund sahi hai. It's a campaign in in the local language which basically talks about that if you put your money systematically, which is called systematic investment plan, if you go to India and ask any uh, person, how do you invest? He's going to talk, tell you, I invest in SIP. In SIP? SIP. What is SIP? It's very simple. It's systematic investment plan. The regulator and the entire industry came behind it. 
just like the connector they created an environment where the entire industry is promoting the culture of investing in sip right mm-hmm. and everybody started from savings a culture of putting the money in the bank to investing in funds and there are all kind of funds now this phenomena totally changed india in the last 5 7 years you look at it in fact if you look at the news the coverage for the last 5 7 years whenever there is an foreign institutions selling in indian markets indian markets are directly proportional going down while today from the last few months i've been hearing foreign institutional investors are selling and the market is just going up why there is a access of liquidity there is so much of normal people uh investing in sip the money is all going into the mutual funds and then it's coming into the market giving a great support i i may be wrong on the number but there are billions of sips which are already been locked by common people and all that money is flushing in the market now the interesting part about probably what i learned about uh living in asia and living now in the last 3 years in london mm-hmm. everybody do investments in uh, london or mostly continental europe they've been doing it and that's why the industry is so flourished in india still we have we don't have more than 4 5 6 7 10% less than 10% people doing this sip now the bigger market could be as high as 25% now just imagine in the next few years when all these people and the generational shift is happening and they start mm-hmm. investing like this the market is going to explode and we can see uh the effect of it that's why you know the local companies the equity ipos don't have to look out there is there is so much of liquidity to you know support the entire market now this is what i was talking about uh asian economies a phenomena a savings phenomena through technology and through through this whole market uh, ecosystem converting into a wealth phenomena and that is where companies like us exist valuefy which is trying to build a wealth proposition work with banks and kind of deepen mm-hmm. this proposition across the board so we work with multiple markets india saudi asia singapore dubai so yeah just wanted to give you a no a real background that's super insightful um, i'm i'm just wondering um shrikant how how does it actually apply to what you have seen in europe since you said yeah you're here in 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 london for the last 3 years have you seen any similarities have you seen any complete differences um well let me talk about two uh, similarities here and i think the common denominator of that similarity is the technology i think uh the markets in asia and the markets in europe are a different curve when it comes to the behavior of uh, retail people or you know hnis or what we calling now today in uh, the event today it's very interesting conversation about generational shift of wealth but there is a common denominator in industry which is called technology and that's the mm-hmm. phenomena i see that's the only phenomena i see asia is ahead and i would not would not you know shy away from saying probably europe the sector in the parts of europe is catching up but this is where i see an opportunity because like in, in the market where i i you know where i live now in in london if you don't have uh at least uh, 500 uh, 1000 quids it's difficult or almost close to impossible for you to find a, a financial advisor because uh, the ifa market uh it's so difficult to service you know uh, individual investor mm-hmm. and 
and and and get a proper advice while while there are there are there is there are there is a so while there is a there is a presence of phenomena of you know saving investing pensions and uh, all of that but the whole uh, ifa sector is is kind of struggling with not having a total ecosystem because mm. and why what's the reason because i think uh, the sophistication of the market happened and everybody built you know the technologies are built for the purpose right but at the same time they get obsolete so uh, they they totally do not build the technology from a digital point of view and i think that's the arbitrage we see that in in europe which is a developed market there is a so much which which can be done by technology companies to bring uh you know a, a kind of a platform approach or kind of a solution boxed approach for different segments like ifa like wealth managers multifamily offices single family offices and that's what valuefy is trying to do you know we're bringing wealth in a box and try to bring a cloud and saas approach to a enterprise uh, technology so far we have seen that when it comes to wealth technology or i think we we spoke about uh, in just one session in the event about where singpulse in saas kanda was was talking about you know uh, kind of creating a saas technology in the core banking the same thing we are trying to achieve because creating an end to end open architecture wealth platform which can fit into an ifa and wealth management market mm-hmm. but it also superior in a technology will bring down the cost will bring down the entire connectivity between advisor and their audience i think that's what i see the arbitrage between asia being ahead in technology behind in the investment curve and i think the other way around in europe so i think that's the kind of a mm-hmm. thing i see in 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 europe well time flies uh, when you're having fun uh, that's what they say sometimes um we're getting towards the end of this conversation and i was wondering if you could give me um some insights from the event itself we today at swiss wealth tech live uh, organized by uh, wealth mosaic what have been your findings so far is <laughs> being uh, leading uh, you know growth and sales for a fintech organization it's my responsibility and uh, uh, a natural choice to be in a lot of events uh, all over Dubai, Singapore, London, and many places. I think uh, I've been in touch with Stephen for a very long time. Mm-hmm. What I like about this event is the the curation he has done. You know, it's not uh, these these topics have been chosen very carefully. It's not very one very important. Yeah, it's not one sided that uh, the all day we are talking about wealth. You know, the kind and he's. I mean, I personally like content oriented, you know, topics. And second thing, which I think I'll give a uh hats off to him uh, or his team or wealth mosaic as as a platform that they're able to bring the diversities you know like i i i just bumped into you it's a great great discovery for me because this was a problem which was there parked in my mind but i never thought a solution like the connector existed you know mm-hmm. so <laughs> thank you and i've met met almost half a dozen different kind of diversified crowd so i find the whole event is very curated content oriented and the selection of the audience is very mixed up so they can they can make mm-hmm. what you call in sales world you know proper matches you know serendipity a, yeah serendipity yeah that's yeah. the best word for it yeah so i think that's what i will give i think half of the event is still left so probably we'll have more good things to look at so yeah no, absolutely Srikant, it was really amazing to have you like on a last uh, very last minute sort of uh, podcast interview 
but it has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your insights. Thank you also for the audience. And uh, let's stay tuned because more news to come from this marvelous event. Thank, thank you, you very thank much. You, Kuhn. Thank you. It was lovely you know, chatting with you in this podcast. Look forward. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector Podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.